At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live from the NBA Summer League, of course, at the Thomas and Mack Center, Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans. In a great day, we get early games today. Yesterday, we had to wait until about 7 o'clock at night to get this thing tipped off. But no, we were actually moments from tip-off between the Chicago Bulls and the Dallas Mavericks, Matt. And uh, some of the highlights on some of these rosters, I think these were a little bit further down the list on the Futures board in terms of the Summer League. Uh, and not a lot of big and I think a lot of we'll call it headline type of names, but still young players who are trying to make their way on the NBA rosters. Uh, these two teams, longer shots on the board, 40 and 51, win the whole entire thing. So not a lot, but we're talking about certain guys, Jaden Hardy out of the NBA G League Ignite for the Dallas Mavericks. We look a little bit further, Derek Alston Jr. coming out of Boise State. Going to be an interesting body to watch out there for the Dallas Mavericks too. So there's a couple of guys that I think I want to have my eye on, but we get some really good games later. Two o'clock, your boy. Cleveland Cavaliers, Nochek Baji will take the floor. Then at three, Pacers uh, have a game. We're actually going to talk to Seth Greenberg a little bit later. He's on the call for that one. Yeah, Seth Greenberg's going to be a great guest on today's show. He's uh, got a lot of knowledge about all the players in this league. I do want to see O'Shea Baji for the Cavs out of Kansas. And obviously, Benedict Matherin uh, for the Pacers out of Arizona. Those are two guys we talked about a lot yesterday. Seven games uh, tonight in the yep. Summer League here at the Thomas Mack Center in Cox Pavilion right next door. Eight games a day pretty much the rest of the way. So it's going to be uh, Heaven? July 7th yeah. to the 17th. I can't remember the total number of games. I had it written down, but it's, uh, it's a lot. Yes, Let's it put is. It that way. Yes, it is. And uh, basically an average of uh, seven or eight games a day. And uh, tonight's schedule, I, w I wouldn't say is the best, 
But you do have a couple of uh, attractive games on the, on the schedule tonight. Yep, and a little bit later, Brooklyn Nets and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Nets are a team. Can't wait to see KD and Kyrie in action. Uh, right. Oh, the Nets are a team that do have some guys that played minutes from last year that are very, a lot of people are excited to watch that roster. Uh, you know, Cam Thomas, uh, Kessler Edwards on that squad. Golden State Warriors mm -hmm. and the New York Knicks. Uh, we do know that James Wiseman is not going to play in that game. A lot of people were maybe expecting that that was going to be the case. Not so much tonight. You get Nuggets and Timberwolves in the nightcap. Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. I know there's a lot of names on that Lakers roster that a lot of people are excited to watch. Well, especially Shaquille O'Neal's son. Sharif O'Neal's on that. Yeah, he's going to uh, play for the Lakers. Scottie Pippen Jr. is on that roster, That's too. Right. Uh, Mac McClung. So uh, there's a lot of star power, as, mm -hmm. as you can get star power, at least in the summer league. There is star power. You can get roster. star power. And we had some last night yep. here uh, in Vegas with the opening four games. Yeah, we I think that's really when you look at it. That, Actually, that's two, two games yeah, Two here. games, yeah. four teams, opening four teams. Right. I know you were going with it. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, let's start with that really quickly because uh, 17 points, four rebounds, six, uh, six assists. Got to watch that in person. He, his body looks NBA-ready, and his game looks NBA-ready. The guy was great yesterday. Multiple three-point shots, some brilliant passes for assists. Uh, we talked really, like, the collectively, got really excited about Chet Holmgren after his first game. I think you got to be just as excited for Paolo Bencaro and the Orlando Magic after that game last night. Yeah, no question about it. It's, it's way too soon to pass judgment, but Paolo Bencaro looks a lot more NBA-ready today than Jabari Smith Jr. does after you watched last night's game. And uh, Ben Carroll last night, 17 points, six assists for the Magic in their 91-77 uh, uh, win over the Rockets last night. Jabari Smith obviously playing for the Rockets. And uh, I thought Ben Carroll uh, looked like a guy who was going to be uh, the real deal, let's put it that way, as a rookie. And you know what? I didn't really have any doubts about him anyway because mm -hmm. of the way he played, especially in the month of March for Duke. He stepped up and uh, I think played his way to the number one pick if – if you talked about who's going to be the number one pick of the draft in February, I don't think it was Ben Carroll. Right. I, I thought he was fading on the offensive end of the floor and was a little bit disappointing. He really stepped up big time in the month of March and I thought became the guy who initiated the offense and was the, uh, the trigger man, the playmaker for the Blue Devils in those big games in uh, March. And he really kind of changed my mind, I thought, in March that okay, maybe he can be the number one pick because I didn't think he was before I saw him step up in those big games in March Madness. Caleb Houston last night, former Michigan Wolverine. How yep. about that? 20 points. He hit five threes in the Magic's 14-point win over the Rockets as well. Yeah, most of them on catch-and-shoot opportunities. They were wide open, too. Ball movement was really good for Orlando last night. And we don't have his name up there, uh, but somebody that I texted you about, and I have – you know, I have invoked his name when I was talking about how excited I was for this Houston Rockets team. Uh, Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky did a lot of good stuff yesterday for the Houston Rockets. Uh, he was dual penetration, kicking it out to open shooters. A lot of those shots didn't go down for those shooters. Mm -hmm. But I thought when you watch, like, what you want out of your point guard, Ty Ty Washington provided it yesterday. Yeah, I think he only finished with seven points. Yep, seven points. A plus off, minus of negative four or seven, something like that. He got off to a good start last night. I, I think he's a guy who should develop into a pretty good point. In the NBA, at, at the least right now, he's a good backup point guard, right? Yep. And then the nightcap last night. Oh, by the way, Caleb yeah. Houston, who I was talking about for the Magic, a lot of people thought he should have stayed in school. Really? Yeah. He looked pretty good last but night. But he looked pretty good last night. Again, this is only the summer league. I've seen guys look terrible in the summer league and then have a good rookie season in the association. I've seen guys look great in the summer league and then be invisible when the NBA regular season actually started. But I thought Caleb Houston looked like, okay, he probably made the right decision. I will, uh, I will always say, well, you can find footage of Ben Simmons in this gym hitting fadeaway jumpers and, you know what I mean, tough mid-range shots. We haven't seen it in the NBA. So, summer league, yeah, you don't really yeah. put a lot of stock into it. And, and the nightcap yesterday, 
Jaden Ivey and the Detroit Pistons get a win over the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Ivey was really good. 20.6 assists in the 81-78 victory. Um, had a, uh, I think it was called an offensive foul, but had a massive three-point shot that was called off because he flung his leg out uh, on a play. And the other, I think, disappointing part about this for the uh, for at least viewers, Shaden Sharp, which was the, uh, the big mystery, right, in the draft and then coming into the summer league. What were you going to see from him? Hits a really beautiful, like, turnaway baseline jumper. You're like, wow, like, that looks really smooth. Mm-hmm. Off the court, walks by me. He said, what up, John? No, he didn't. Uh, but goes to the locker room, comes back, never plays again. So a good performance from Ivy and some of the Pistons. Uh, but overall, kind of disappointing. You don't get to see Shaden Sharp a lot. Shaden Sharp, for those who don't recall, he was the number one prep player in the country. Yep. And some rankings uh, before he went to Kentucky did not play for John Calipari and the Wildcats. He was still a top ten pick in the draft. A lot of people think uh, – He's got a ton of potential in the NBA. You haven't really seen it yet, and you didn't get to see it last night because he only played a couple minutes. Uh, he was basically on the sideline with Damian Lillard and the Blazers last night. And I, I thought that uh, it was a sloppy win for the Pistons, let's put it that way, because they, I felt like they should have pulled away and won this game by a larger margin. A lot of silly turnovers, a clumsy inbounds pass at the end of the game, a bad tech by Jaden Ivey that gave another point. Uh, to the Blazers. Yep. What did he do? He, he threw the ball up in the air on a call. There yeah. was a jump ball call at the end. Yeah. Uh, protested the call. Ivy had 20 points, six assists. I think he had six rebounds. But don't overlook that he had five turnovers last night as well. Because I said he's going to have some problems if he's trying to run the point in the NBA. He turns it over too much. And last night in this game, I thought he turned it over a little bit too much as well. You could see what excites people about Jaden Ivy with his explosive athletic ability and his the way he can drive to the bucket and just blow by three defenders yep. and get to the rim. Uh, but all in all, last night, I thought it was a pretty good night for the Pistons. They had different guys contribute, and they end up winning that game uh, by three, which is going to be a sore subject with a few people. Yes, it is. And, and when you when you look at Summer League, it, the NBA was the only home was not here in Las Vegas. Right. You did get some other performances as well. Utah's last night of their Summer League action was yesterday. And – there is a name that is, I guess, close to here. I've got to watch him play in this gym a couple of times. David Roddy. Big body. Yep, uh, big body Roddy uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. 16 points, 5 rebounds. Memphis gets a 95-84 win over the Utah Jazz in the final game of that Summer League contest. And it's funny, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies roster, which we're going we're gonna to be able to see them when they come here, they got some, like, stocky dudes on that roster, right? Like, right. you imagine a lineup with Kenneth Lofton and David Roddy both out there together. Like, that's some beef out there. And Roddy yesterday was good. He was efficient. I think it was 6-10 from the floor. And this is what you kind of like about the Grizzlies roster as you move into the Las Vegas Summer League. Guys like Roddy and Lofton are really intriguing prospects because they're a little bit more perimeter-oriented. They can handle a little bit better than you think they can, but they were low postish players when they were playing in college, and how they perform on these floors is going to be pretty fascinating. But good performances from both of them, and Roddy was a star yesterday. Yeah, it was not here in Vegas, right. but uh, he did have a great performance last night. David Roddy, 16 points, 5 rebounds. You talked about it. Yesterday when we did the show... One of the viewers uh, sent us a tweet. He asked me, what about David Roddy? When I'm talking about my top five draft picks, favorite five picks. David Roddy was one of my favorite college players. I'm just not sure how his game translates to the NBA. It's one thing in summer league. It's a totally different thing when you get to the regular season. Yep. He's 6'5". Yeah, he's got the big body. Shorter than I thought, by the way. I thought he was going to be at least 6'6". Six, six. But yeah, 6'5". Uh, he's 6'5". Yeah. He, he's a small power forward in college basketball. Right. Uh, does he have enough athletic ability uh, to, I think, succeed in the NBA? I'm not sure because at 6'5", you've got to be an explosive athlete to be able to compete at this level. 
I think he's, he's got enough to be a rotation guy. I'm not sure how great he can be in the NBA, and I don't want to sell him short because, like I said, he was one of my favorite college players at Colorado State the last few years. But sometimes that doesn't translate to the NBA. He's 6'5", and uh, if he can shoot the three, uh, that's going to be a big bonus for him. He, I think he was 0 for 2 from 3 last night. He can shoot the three. But that's what's going to keep him in the league. How about Isaiah Joe last night for the Sixers? Yeah, 19 points, four threes. The Sixers uh, won 80 to 79 over the Thunder. And uh, that was a, obviously a close contest. And we know that Chet Holmgren didn't play yesterday. And this is the interesting part about these teams. You always got to pay attention to you know the reports out there. And not only that Holmgren didn't play yesterday, uh, but Josh Giddy, by all accounts, had a very good summer league run over at Utah. Josh Giddy's not going to play out here in Las Vegas. So if you're coming out to Las Vegas and expecting to see the Thunder and a guy like Giddy, uh, that's not going to be there. But, yeah, the 76ers against Oklahoma City yesterday with that one, Chet Holmgren on the floor, 19 points for Isaiah Joe and a win, four threes and a tight contest for Philadelphia. Yeah, and like you said, all 30 NBA teams here in Vegas now. Uh, and uh, there's a long line outside Thomas Mack Center for uh, media to get credentials to get in this event. And there's a big crowd starting to show up today. Uh, so if you want to get out here, uh, come on out today. Actually, uh, got some pretty good games on the schedule. And you're going to be out here. I know Sunday night for a special edition of Hardwood Handicappers. We've got eight more games on Saturday, eight more games on Sunday. Uh, if it's Tell you what, if basketball is being played, I will be here. That's uh, pretty yeah. much it. So we're going to be here again all 10 days of the NBA Summer League. The Edge will be broadcasting live. So, of course, we'll be back on Monday. But we got plenty left uh, here on this episode. A couple of, of the great Edge. guests on the show. Today. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Seth Greenberg got to talk to him earlier in the day. We'll discuss the games that he is on in terms of the call, what he saw last night between the top picks and uh, at the end of the hour as well. Got some really great guests. Chris Mannix will join us here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. All right, the VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you get VSIN's daily best bets. Adam Burke on MLB, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, and more if you want the full VSIN experience, including the daily best bet email, which is a must have, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it at vsin.com. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. We are here at the Summer League live from the Thomas and Mack Center. It is the edge. Um, but more goes on in the world than just basketball, although um, I would love to talk about it forever. My boy James Harden, you see, he took a big pay cut. Took a big pay cut. He's being a team player. He is being a team player. Wants to be a, uh, he's, a champion. He's taking a hit, a PR hit in uh, Philadelphia for the way he played last season. And obviously, I think he feels the need to do something to help the team to be in a better co- position to contend next season. And uh, James Harden getting in better shape and playing much better will be the first step, or one of the uh, two key steps. The other is to help the Sixers a little bit with their uh, salary cap. Yeah, $15 million pay cut for James Harden is the report today. That is the news of the day in the NBA outside of everything we're going to watch later tonight here at the NBA Summer League. But Major League Baseball, of course, is still underway as the season churns along. And uh, good old rivals going at it yet again. You don't really get to see a lot of the Yankees and the Red Sox. You know what I mean? Very undercovered rivals. I actually haven't seen much of it this season. Yeah. Last night, point. it was a game of the night in baseball last night with the uh, Yankees winning 6-5. to five. Only their fourth game of the season between these yeah, two, yeah? that's right. The Yankees have won all four. That's a very good point. Yeah. Josh Winkowski uh, got knocked around a little bit by the New York Yankees. So early. did Garrett Cole. He got knocked around a little bit by Rafael Devers last night. Cole served up a couple of meatballs to the Devers. He cannot get that guy out. Stop pitching to him. We're talking about this uh, during the break today. Devers has feasted on Garrett Cole. And last night, in two key spots, Cole serves up uh, home run balls to Devers. I think at this point, you just got to stop pitching to the guy if you're Garrett Cole. Uh, Yankees had a 5 nothing lead last night. Had to win the game 6-5 to five as minus 155 favorites at Fenway. Total of 8.5 flies over uh, with a Josh Donaldson grand slam powering the Yankees to the win last night and uh, game two of the series tonight. 60th win for the New York Yankees. Who, 60 and 23. Uh, yep, who... Um, if you talk to some Yankees fans at the VEASAN studio, uh, they were off to a terrible start They this were 5-5 five five through 10 games. They were going to lose about uh, 80 <laughs> games and never do anything. Uh, tonight, Nestor Cortez, Nasty Nestor, is going to take the hill, oppose Connor Siebold and the uh, Boston Red Sox. And Nestor, of course, as we know, one of the better stories uh, for this entire season. After two rocky starts, even down on the road last time out, uh, he had gone to um, Tampa Bay, gave up four earned runs over four and a third, then back at home against Houston in a really well-played game, five and gave up three, and, was, and over that span, by the way, he'd given up four home runs, but evened out a little bit against Cleveland last time out, so he's in better form as the Yankees, of course, are taking in this spot against the Boston Red Sox. Any lean here today for Nasty Nestor on the road? No, I do not. I was looking at vcin.com at the, uh, the screen we have that it shows the numbers of different sports books around Vegas and also uh, 
a couple across the country. You can also check the DraftKings number as well. But it looks like the Yankees, the high point is uh, minus 165 for the Yankees today. I would, I don't want to advise a bet on the Red Sox because Cortez has got an obvious pitching advance here, even though I don't think he's in his sharpest uh, form currently. Um, but I think the, the Red Sox are going to get a game or two in this series. And I, I, I would probably look over the weekend to take a, a plus price with the Yankees or excuse me, with the Red Sox in one of these games. I don't think I'm going to do it tonight, but if the Yankees win tonight, I am going to look to bet the Red Sox maybe Saturday or Sunday um, because once you get Pat Cole and Cortez, I think the Yankees actually uh, have a couple of beatable starters going this weekend, and Seabold's not exactly the guy I want to back for the Red Sox. Today. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't really know much about Seabold. Uh, 831 ERA, 536 expected ERA, and a 645 fielding independent, but... He's only thrown eight, eight and two-thirds innings yep, this season. Yeah, over two starts, so yeah. you're not really expecting length, and you're not expecting much. You also don't know much, so... Uh, we'll see if that's actually going to transpire for him. But Red Sox, a little bit up against it in this spot here against the New York Yankees. All right, where do you want to go next? Because there's a couple of interesting matchups here on the board in Major League Baseball. Uh, we can talk about the San Francisco Giants. Oh, you hit it. That's my yep. dog of the day. They, okay, they have lost eight out of ten games. As somebody who has bet the under on their win total, I uh, very much enjoy this slide that they are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lose one of the more exciting games of the season yesterday to the San Diego Padres uh, in extra innings. That is a 2-1 final. Padres get the win. Tell you what, man, that Padres lineup... Uh, it is scuffling. They need to win those games like 2-1, uh, you know, 3-1, whatever it's going to be, because they're not getting much uh, production out of that lineup. JVT, last night the Padres looked like the 1927 Yankees compared to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, the Giants had one hit through eight innings last night. Joe Musgrove was outstanding again uh, for San Diego. Tonight it's Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. And Blake Snell is 0-5 on the season. The Padres uh, need to win a Blake Snell start. The Giants are going with an opener tonight. It's going to be uh, Sam Long. And I actually got to think the uh, Giants' offensive uh, uh, lineup has got to be highly motivated to, uh, to bounce back after last night's embarrassing uh, performance. It's tough for me to bet on the Giants because even though I'd like to say that uh, they're going to break out and uh, get some hits, and uh, their offense did bust out in the game at Arizona a couple days ago, you just don't know if it's going to happen. And last night, I thought Musgrove did a great job of setting down the giant. Yeah, setting down the Giants uh, tonight. Blake Snell. I'm not going to play first five Giants. I would play full game, and here's why: if you look at Snell and uh, batting average against the first two times through the order, he's been outstanding. Yep. The third time through the order, Snell gets hit, and he gets hit hard. So I think if you want to play the Giants here, you want to play it full, full, full the uh, full game. And I see a couple books out there with uh, plus one. Uh, 40 plus 144. Actually, the plus 144 is at South Point, where we usually broadcast from. And uh, I think I'll play the Giants tonight. That's going to be my dog of the day. Giants plus 144 against Blake Snell. Yeah, I think you can kind of make the argument that Snell's got some good things coming for him. Uh, but it's not like great. 513 ERA, 403. Uh, excuse me, a 370 in terms of the fielding independent. And those are some solid numbers. We'll see if we can turn it around. But it's also been the case for Snell a while. And also, uh, the walks again this year are starting to bite him. Uh, over five you know, his pitch count, he always runs his pitch count up. Yep. And uh, that's why he, he can't go deep in the games. And like you say, he's got 23 walks over 40 innings this season. That's too many. And every Blake Snell start I watch, he gets into the fifth inning, and he's up around 80 to 90 pitches. And he, he doesn't go deep in the games. I like the Giants as a, a full game bet better than the first five because Snell's actually been pretty good through the first five, even though he's not economical with his pitches. What else do you like? All right. Also, uh, tonight on the card – uh, take a look at uh, 
Houston and Oakland. And last night, the uh, Astros were huge favorites, or $3 favorites in Oakland. And uh, tonight, that line is a little bit cheaper if you like the Astros. Minus 175 is the best price you can lay out there right now on Houston. Paul Blackburn, one of my favorite starters, goes tonight for the uh, for the A's. And Blackburn typically is a guy I like to bet, but you just can't bet the you just can't bet the A's in my opinion right now at uh, at home on the road anywhere they play. Even with Paul Blackburn on the mound, at, uh, I see the best price on Blackburn out there at plus one sixty nine and. Uh, I think he's got the pitching, a slight pitching advantage tonight. Some might argue that against uh, your quitty. But uh, Blackburn and the A's, just unbettable. We're talking about a, an anemic Giants offense. Man, this A's offense is even worse. I think the, the game of the night, if it's not going to be Yankees and uh, Red Sox, could be Cubs and Dodgers. And Tyler Anderson goes tonight. It's Thompson for the Cubs and Anderson for the Dodgers. And if uh, you're talking to a guy about a guy who's been a big surprise to a lot of betters this season. Tyler Anderson has been that guy at this point in the season, and his last start was not his best. Anderson's 8-1 and one with a 106 whip and a 309 ERA. Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin have been two guys who have really uh, kind of kept this Dodgers rotation going. Been uh, big surprises. Gonsolin undefeated, obviously. Anderson, excuse me, 9-1 and one on the season. Tyler Anderson tonight. Uh, favorite of about two dollars. We're going to call it actually as high as two twenty at some spots. Uh, the Cubs are plus one eighty with uh, Keegan Thompson on the mound, and Thompson's not a bad pitcher actually. If uh, he's one of the few guys on the Cubs you might want to back, but I'm not going to do it tonight. And I think uh, the Dodgers are probably a decent bet, even though that's the that price range is a little bit uh, too high for me. The only game as of right now I'm going to bet in baseball tonight is going to be the Giants at plus one forty four. Like I said, my dog of the day. Um, obviously, I, I tend to play JVT not many games on Friday in baseball, and I bet a lot more on Saturday and Sunday, and typically that's the way it works out, and that's going to be the way it is tonight. Just one bet on the Giants. Yeah, it's, uh, Fridays have been bad days for you, haven't they? Over the past couple of years, Fridays have not been, uh, Friday's been one of my worst days in terms of baseball betting, and I, I do much better for, for whatever reason on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, the uh, but, other... Um, Interesting pitching matchup. Pablo Lopez on the hill for Miami here, too, is a pretty interesting spot. As a small, or a relatively mid-sized underdog, uh, Lopez has done pretty well, and we know how that Miami Marlins pitching staff, you're talking about, like, plus, I've got him oh, 145. Marlins, yeah, Marlins Pablo Lopez, Mets. yeah. That's a, good ma- that's a good matchup with Lopez and Bassett tonight. Yep. But, uh, All right. Uh, we'll get back to the NBA. we got a couple of great guests on deck. You talked to Seth Greenberg here at the Thomas & Mack this morning. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to touch base to that. We're going to find out what he thought about what we watched last night, of course, on this floor of the Thomas & Mack Center. That's where we are live from for the NBA Summer League. This is Edge on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, JVT and everyone else, are you ready for a fresh start? We mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and smoke-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days. Or your money back, your fresh starters here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. 
Again, that's ZYN.com slash 10. And Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. JVT, we've got a great guest on deck. Yeah, uh, let's, uh, we, cool thing about NBA Summer League is a lot of smart people are just wandering around. You can That's just right. grab them, like, hey man, come over here, want to talk for a second? Uh, so we got to tech with Seth Greenberg earlier today, ESPN's college basketball analyst. He's going to be on the call for a couple of these games today, uh, specifically the Pacers, who he'll talk about here, but uh, opened up our conversation with him by asking about what he saw from Jabari Smith last night, because uh, a lot of people were like, mm, didn't like it, the career's over. Uh, I'm a big NBA nerd. You know, I'm our guy here at the network. And so this is an exciting time to get to see all the future guys are going to come sure. up. And you, of course, watched a lot of them in college. Uh, so I wanted to go back to last night really quickly because we saw, of course, Paolo Caro and uh, Jabari Smith Jr. go at it. And I would like to start with this. It seems like Jabari Smith Jr.'s career is all over, right? After all, everything's <laughs> over. With. The obituary has been written. He has not been. Uh, we haven't had a, a date set for his uh, <laughs> funeral. But... This is summer league. It means nothing. You're learning spacing, learning terminology. You're learning how to play with a bunch of guys that, quite honestly, you're probably not going to play with during the season, like in terms of the guard plays, understanding where he wants the ball, how he wants to catch it, where he's going to, how they're going to use him in, in different situations. They had about three sets in. That's how it ended. It was, they were all out of transition. The guy can make shots. He's got to play a little lower to the ground, a little up, upright. He's an elite, elite defender. No one watches what he does defensively. He has the ability to switch one through five. He can contest shots. He's a has a high basketball IQ. The big concern for me coming in this year or, or during the season for Jabari was a lot of times he deferred. Yeah. He deferred to his guards at Auburn, which weren't very good. He wasn't the third pick in the NBA draft to defer. He has to be more assertive, but he will be when he gets with a different group of players and when the staff understands where he wants the ball and the best way to get him the ball. Well, and it's funny because yesterday when I was watching, he came along more in the second half, yep. and it seemed he got more aggressive in the second half. Like, I'm watching in the first half, like, you know, run some stuff for him. Give him the ball. This is summer league. We're not running stuff he wants. Well, that runs stuff. But, you know, <laughs> give him the ball and let him do something with it as opposed to having him sit back there and, like you said, defer to a lot of other people like Knicks and others that were on that roster. Yeah, I mean, he was a ball reversal guy, basically. He yeah. pinned away on, 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 the, on the first side of the transition, then he stepped up and set a ball screen. They tried drag two, but the guards weren't good enough to take two with him, never got it back to him where he could drive a closeout or get a shot. And Ben Carroll, you know, Ben Carroll was an interesting guy because Ben Carroll made that point. Very similar to when he played against Holmgren uh, early in the season. Yep. Uh, actually, right here. Yep. Uh, I knew he was going to come out aggressive. I knew he was going to attack. Uh, he's like a little kid on Christmas who has a bunch of toys. Probably doesn't know which one to use what days. But uh, really, really talented. But Jabari Smith is going to be just fine. It's a, it, it's a process, and no one wants it to be a process. I expect I was at home going in the next summer league game. I, you know, I think he'll get 20. But so, what, what, does that mean anything? No. So you're going to be on the call for a couple of games today. One of the rosters that I'm really excited to watch, and you're going to be to watch them up close, Indiana today, and the guards that they have on that roster. Not only the dudes who played last year, right, Dwayne Washington, Chris Duarte, uh, but Benedict Mathurin, their top pick this year. Andrew, uh, Andrew Nembhard. So, and you and I were talking about him. A lot of people want to focus on Matherin, but let's talk about both of them really quickly because I'm excited to watch both of them. And Nembhard had a really good combine when he was coming out. High, high basketball IQ. Mark Few says he's the best ball screen player he's ever coached. Uh, he has the ability because of his size. And he played, you got to remember now, he played for Nick Nurse on the Canadian national team uh, a couple of years ago when he was still at Florida. He's been in, in basically those type of situations, but he has the ability to read all five defenders. He has size to look over the defense. He has the size to turn a corner finish. Uh, he can shoot the ball to the three-point line. Uh, he plays with really good pace. He can never speed the guy up. 
I think he's going to be have a very long career in the league. Uh, you know, I think he could do maybe not as an answer player, but have the type of quick uh, start to his career, a little bit like Jalen Brunson, where you all of a sudden say, wait a second. Oh, wow, he's better than what? Well, why wouldn't he be? You know why? I'll tell you why he wouldn't be. Because, unfortunately, evaluators look college guys that have stuck around for four and five years as finished products. And they're all works in progress. But I'll tell you what they are. What those old guys are is they understand how to play with other good players. They understand uh, adapting and embracing and championing a role. They understand that, you know what, they don't have to be a focal point, but they got to add to winning. And if you look around the league, whether it's Mikael Bridges, whether it's Joe Harris, whether it's uh, Jalen Brunson, there's a, you know, there's a whole list of them that those older, more mature guys understand what it takes and understand how to embrace a role. And I think Andrew Nehor is going to be one of those guys. So we talk about Summer League really not meaning anything. And after one of the first games in Salt Lake, uh, Chet Holmgren had one rookie of the year uh, this coming year. But I thought it was interesting. That and then games. Kenneth Lofton backed him well, down and took it to his mug. And that's, that's what I was going to bring up because we saw two different points Holmgren, right? We saw the 20.6 blocks, and that was incredible. We also saw the criticisms, which is so slight in terms of his weight. Bigger guys can take him down low and have some advantage. It's obviously somewhere in between. What did you see from the first two games? Well, first of all, if people finally saw that he was slight of build, I don't know they've been watching because it's not like he's what, – what, first of all, the first guy, Chet Holmes is a really talented guy. Now, everyone calls him a unicorn. Have you ever seen a unicorn? No, never. Is, what is a unicorn? Sure, I, no, I don't understand. I'm, I mean, like, what is, I mean, like people say the guy's a unicorn. There's, there's no such a unicorn. It's a fictional character. But Chet Holmes in the first game, who do you play again? Taco Fall mm -hmm. and Kofi Colbert. Right? That's like a perfect storm for him to come out and light it up because all of a sudden he's in ball screens, he's picking and popping, he's bringing the ball up in transition, and you've got two bigs that are not mobile, that can't close out, that can't keep the ball in front, that are, don't, can't cover, and he's going to torture those guys. And two guys don't have the ball skills to take it through his body. Kenneth Lofton saw the first right from the first, right from the beginning. All right, he was going to move him and take it through his. Kent Lofton's an interesting prospect. You've got to remember, he played for USA Basketball a year before and, and did really, really well. Chet Holmgren's going to be fine. You know, I'm here with him. His skill set's ridiculous. I do think that people are going to get into his body. I think they're going to armbar him. They're going to move him off his spot. But his ability to stretch a defense, his ability to take a defensive rebound and bust it out, uh, his passing and his vision and his feel. I mean, he's going to be really good. at that, that Oklahoma City, that young group is really good. Oh, I, I love that team. They, they're they're like, like my guilty pleasure when you watch them. Williams is going to be really good. I mean, he's going to be really, really good uh, from Santa Clara. I think he's going mean, to I, – I, I love their draft. I like the Den kid. Uh, he's, it's going to take time, but uh, they've got a really nice young nucleus. So we'll get you out here on this then. Uh, everybody wants to watch the top picks. A name that people should look out for in terms of some of these projects. Jeremy Sohan. Okay. I'm a big Jeremy Sohan fan. Now, he ended up a top pick. Now, no one thought he was a top pick early on, but uh, really skilled. Kendall Brown today for the Pacers. Kendall Brown is a freakish athlete who can really pass it in the open floor, um, can defend, will be quick in transition. Uh, I think that he's, he's an interesting, interesting prospect. Uh, there'll be guys, you know, that will merge. I mean, but I think a lot of the guys are going to merge are going to be the veteran guys. I like it. Seth Greenberg again. You guys know the ESPN College Basketball Analyst is going to be on view of the games today here at the NBA Summer League. Appreciate a couple minutes, sir. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Pre appreciate you guys having me on. You guys do a great job. Thank you.
All right, Seth Greenberg, nice enough to give us some time earlier today. Busy guy. He's got a game. To I know. He's been on VSIN with us uh, several times before. I think Seth is one of the sharpest uh, basketball analysts in the business. And he obviously knows all these college players inside and out. So I guess after talking with him, what's your take on uh, what he expects from Chet Holmgren as a rookie and then be in the big picture. I thought his point was brilliant in that if you looked at the, the matchups, right, the first, because I even brought it up to him in a way when I was asked the, com the, the question, which is you saw the two sides of, like, the Holmgren coin, essentially. In the first matchup, you know, you get slower, plotting, Taco Fall, Kofi Coburn. That's perfect for a bigger guy like him who's mm -hmm. perimeter-oriented, can pick up a part to everything, hit a bunch of transition threes on him. That's a matchup that's suited for him to take advantage of on offense. But on the flip side, when you're we were talking about it, right? You know, when we talk about the big guys like David Roddy or Kenneth Lofton, that's going to be a little bit tougher. And Kenneth, of course, took him to the rack a couple of times, got into his body, as he mentioned there. And those are just things he's going to have to work out. So those are just, I thought, the extremes of what's what we're going to see with Chet Holmgren as he moves forward in his NBA career, if that's fair. All right, sure. I, I also heard him mention Jeremy Sohan there from yep. Baylor, who was a top 10 pick. And by the way, I think his draft position at the time, uh, the prop was around 15 and a half. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he surprised a lot of people by being a top 10 pick, but the Spurs grabbed him, right? Yep. And same then same also he was talking about, uh, who did you mention the last, Kendall Brown? No, no, no. So the Oklahoma City Thunder, they have their the kid out of Santa Clara, Jalen Williams. Well, I heard Jalen Williams. Yeah, I thought he mentioned the nice guard for the Pacers, too. Uh, maybe not. Uh, well, regardless, oh, well, he was big on a lot of the guards there, but specifically Andrew Nembhard uh, okay. was one for the Indiana Pacers that he had brought up that he was really high on uh, as well. But Jalen Williams is one of these guys uh, that for Santa Clara, I mean, there's two Jalen Williams on the Oklahoma City Thunder roster. Jalen Williams <laughs> out of Arkansas, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. But both are going to be some pretty intriguing pieces for uh, basketball viewers to watch. I think he's talking about the Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was one of those kids that a lot of people, they, his name had popped up a lot. The combine and workouts really started to escalate, at least what it was to perceived as his stock, and he doesn't be one of those steals potentially uh, when we get down to it as these uh, rosters kind of flush out and these guys do. Kendall Brown of the Pacers. I thought I mentioned him. Anyway, I know you're high on the Pacers. All right, so when we come, we wrap up the edge, we're going to talk a little bit uh, of the big picture stuff. Chris Mannix is going to join us next here on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. We're live from the NBA Summer League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. Hey, remember, um, check out our baseball betting pentathlon. It starts next week. Uh, all of the VSIN daily shows, we're going to be pitted up against one another. we got a different team every single day, different type of bet every single day. And the winner will be announced on Friday morning on Follow the Money. Now, I know that there are a lot of people out there. I think their odds have been set on sort of thing. But the baseball betting pentathlon will begin next week. Our first annual VSIN baseball betting pentathlon next week here on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. So make sure you check that out. Kind of wish we had that contest going this week. It's been a pretty good baseball betting week. We haven't had say, a lot yeah. of plays, but yeah. uh, been on the money on some plays this week. And uh, we got a big schedule. It's a summer league tonight, JVT. Game underway, the Indiana Pacers, a team I know that uh, you have a lot of interest in, is going to be in action tonight. And uh, not just you, a lot of people have interest in the Pacers and seem to like the Pacers in this matchup tonight. Uh, there's a lot of people who really, really like the Indiana Pacers. Uh, and uh, there were some people that maybe thought this Pacers team was not as good as uh, they previously expected. But, hey, it's summer league and how you evaluate the roster is something else. Uh, with that, let's welcome in our next guest, uh, Chris Mannix. is nice enough to stop by the desk and welcome us. Um, how was the sun? I hear it was long outside. Huh? It was long. Um, <laughs> I, I fortunately had a connection inside who... Uh, I'm not ashamed to say, help me cut it. You got a guy. I got a guy. That's what happens when you cover the league for 20 years. You get a couple of guys That's right. in the uh, league office. All right, so let's. there's obviously a lot going on in this offseason and everything, so let's just start with the big story first and work our way down from there. Uh, Kevin Durant, the request of a trade. So there's starting to be more and more, I think, kind of rumblings or pushback on, hey, you know what? The Nets, they could repair this, right? What if he's still a net by the time the season starts? I tend to think that doesn't. that's not the case. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably the least likely possibility when you consider all the possibilities that are out there. Um, you know, Brooklyn's made it clear it's open for business with respect to Kevin Durant, but the asking price is really high. And as far as you know, as far as that goes, they've not been willing to come down off their asking price, which I was told was two all-star level players and multiple draft picks. And teams that call Brooklyn and off something less, what they're being told is if you don't have what we got, go out there and try to get it and then deal that to us in other deals. So the Nets are keep, as they should, are holding firm on a high price and there really aren't 
that many teams that could offer it. I mean, Phoenix theoretically could offer it. Boston theoretically could offer it. But right now, I don't think the team's calling about Durant and the Nets are anywhere close to making a deal. Well, and the tough part is, the theory, I, mean, I would think that the teams that actually can offer it are like a Thunder, but like the Thunder don't, it doesn't the timeline, they're not going to get any assets from No, and, and look, Kevin Durant does not have a no-trade clause, right. and he's got four years left on his contract, but a team isn't acquiring him unless he's enthusiastic about going there. Toronto's an interesting team to keep an eye on. I don't know if Durant would be willing to play in Toronto alongside Fred Van Vliet, uh, Scotty Barnes, those are two guys that I know Toronto wants to hold on to. Um, you could look at the Raptors and say, look, you put me with those two guys and some of the other ancillary pieces they have there, and we've got a chance to compete for at least an Eastern Conference championship. But that, that's one of those weird situations. The Raptors can do a deal straight up. They've got the assets, they've got the salaries, everything can match. And they've shown in the past they're willing, if not eager, to swing for the fences. They did with Kawhi Leonard a few years ago. Uh, but whether or not Durant wants to play there and is looking to spend the next four years for the rest of his career in Toronto, that we don't know. About the, uh, you said the asking price is obviously going to be high. What, what do most people around the league you've talked to think about what the Wolves gave up for Rudy Gobert? I think it's a Was lot. It too much? I think it's a lot. Um, well, look, it's a huge number of draft picks. Uh, and, and that certainly took the league off guard. It's certainly... It, it's basically the equivalent of five first-round picks mm -hmm. when you consider Walker Kessler was thrown in that deal this year's first pick, then the four extras. Right. That's a lot to give up for Rudy Gobert. And one thing that I hear a lot is, you know, look, Rudy Gobert is going to make them better. No question. They were middle-of-the-pack defensively last year. Carl Anthony Towns is not the answer at the center position, at least not defensively. Gobert is a walking top-ten defense. He's probably going to have them six, seven, eighth. It'll be the difference in maybe eight to ten wins in the regular season. But can you win the playoffs with two 6'11", 7-foot, 7-foot big men? Uh, you know, the NBA in the last decade plus has gone smaller. Uh, can Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns stay on the floor against some of the more nimble teams in the postseason? Um, you know, I, I, you know I, saw, I talked to somebody in Minnesota recently, and the, what it came to me back is was like, look, that's definitely a legitimate concern. But we've been to... We've won two playoff series in the franchise history. Right. Like, championship may not be the end-all, be-all. Like, just getting to a conference finals, getting to the second round. On they were weeping basis. after the play-in game. I mean, you look, that was, I mean, I love the TNT bit when they put We Are the Champions over, <laughs> over that. I mean, like, it's just not a franchise that has seen any measure of success in its history. Uh, so, you know, just being a four-seed consistently... Being a second-round team, and maybe you can find a hidden gem. Maybe Anthony Edwards improves enough that he is an alpha on that team. Maybe he can do something. But the draft capital they gave up is significant, and that was a very Danny Ainge type of deal. Danny Ainge loves his draft picks, and he took a lot from Brooklyn, you know, 10 years ago. And he just took a lot from U Minnesota. How does he keep doing it, by the way? He keeps, like, he keeps getting these teams to bid against themselves, essentially, up the entire hall. Danny Ainge... It's a bad comparison, but Danny Ainge, like, desperation, like a Vegas call girl. Like, he just, like, he can just, he, he holds out and and waits and waits and waits and doesn't budge off the asking price. If you don't want to do the deal, we don't do the deal. I covered Danny Ainge in Boston for 15-ish years. Um, and the number of calls I would get from executives around the league, frustrated at how Boston wouldn't move. They were asking for so much for some of these players, so much 
in some of these deals. Danny's not afraid to walk away. And unless Minnesota was willing to step to the plate with all those draft picks, he would have held on to Rudy Gobert and waited. He leveraged. Rudy Gobert, I think, has three years left in his contract. Um, he, he didn't have to get in a rush to do that. Look, he's going to do the exact same thing with Donovan Mitchell. He's going to wait until Miami, Phoenix, New York, whoever it may be that realizes either before the start of this season or at some point in the middle, uh, middle of it that they need Donovan Mitchell. And then he'll get Tyler Hero and a boatload of draft picks, maybe uh, you know, R.J. Barrett and a boatload of draft picks, whatever, Mikhail Briggs, a boatload of draft picks. He will get what he wants for Donovan Mitchell at some point in the next year. All right. Uh, JVT loves the Clippers next season. Are the Lakers eventually going to get Kyrie, and do you think that changes the Lakers dramatically if they do? It changes them significantly because whereas Russell Westbrook is just a liability out there, at least that's what he showed last year, and I have no reason to believe he's going to come back a changed player or is going to fit any better alongside Davis and uh, LeBron. Kyrie's not that. Kyrie is, as we've seen in Cleveland, an ideal fit alongside LeBron James, a championship-level fit alongside LeBron. I think playing with LeBron again will in some ways rejuvenate Kyrie, and he won't have to worry about the vaccine mandate and all the stuff that went with it while he's in uh, New York. Now, will they get him? Tricky. You're, you're not going to get Kyrie Irving unless you take back more salary than you're giving. So Russell Westbrook makes about $47 million, Kyrie 36. It's an $11 million gap. When you couple that with the massive luxury tax payments Brooklyn's paying, it's like $30 million. That's not nothing. And the Lakers, they'd have to take on a Harris, who has two years and like $80 million left on his contract. And the Lakers, even though they are the biggest of big market franchises, they are run like a mom-and-pop operation. They are a family-owned business who, you know, counts their pennies in this way. If they didn't, they would have re-signed Alex Caruso last year, brought right. him back yeah. into the fold. So, you know, I, I, it feels like eventually Kyrie will wind up with the Lakers. But... It's going to take a lot from the Lakers to get him. And the Nets are also not going to do it until there's a resolution with Kevin Durant. You're certainly not bringing, I don't even know if Westbrook would stay there. Probably not. But you're not bringing Westbrook into the fold while Durant's still there. That just is, would be too weird a situation. So we've got 90 seconds left. Uh, then let's go to the other big move really quickly. Uh, the price for DeJounte Murray, what that cost. And like, does that make the Hawks appreciably better to the point where they're actually getting back to an Eastern Conference final? I think it makes them appreciably better. I feel like that team had plateaued last year. Had a great run the year before. But that might have been a little smoke and mirrors in a way. Um, Trey Young needs another ball handler and a defensive-minded guy playing alongside him. DeJounte Murray is it. Now, I'm concerned. Murray has been not ball-dominant, but needs the ball in his hands to be successful. Um, he's not going to have it a lot with Trey Young. And I'd, I'd hate to see DeJounte Murray standing in the corner just waiting for passes yeah. from Trey. That's not really his game. So it's not a seamless fit. But I think it makes the Hawks better. If it works, it probably puts them in the middle of the Eastern Conference playoff bracket next year. And then we'll see. Can Trey Young get hot? Um, can Bogdanovic get going? Uh, can they replicate what they did a couple of seasons ago? Do we get in Toronto, Los Angeles Lakers, NBA Finals with KD and Kyrie on opposite sides, but Kyrie <laughs> can't play because of the vaccine mandate? I don't think that oh, – that'd be funny. <laughs> I don't think that we get uh, – yeah, I, I don't think Kyrie improves the Lakers enough to yeah. get to the finals, but he certainly makes them better. And Toronto, we, we'll have to see. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to this stuff in this offseason. Chris Mannix, a SI senior writer. Chris, thank you for time. Really My appreciate pleasure. it, man. Uh, all right, well, we're all done for today. We're going to be here, of course, live throughout the summer leagues. Make sure check that out. A lot of content going up on the YouTube channel, VEASAN Live, and VEASAN Live up on Twitter as well. Until then, my guys in the desert, coming up next year on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.